Money Show. Small business. The Small Business Focus brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Pablo Fatidi is in studio with us. Uh, the pitch. How did accelerators go? Were you impressed by the pitches you received? Yeah, look, the, the pitches were, there were some good ones. There were some very good ones. There were some terrible ones. And people get nervous. People get nervous. You know, all of a sudden you're speaking to an audience of, what, 800,000 people. It's a, it's a massive opportunity for any business. And uh, when you put the pitch across, you've got to really have your thoughts properly ordered. Okay. You've got to help us order our thoughts this evening. If you want to pitch, incidentally, if you want to practice your pitch, so next time Accelerators comes along, you do it better perhaps than you might do tonight under pressure. 021-446-0567-011-883-0702. What is the secret element of the great pitch? Okay, so let's look at a couple of things. Firstly, the medium in which you're pitching. Because pitching today is something that you need to do all the time. As small businesses, we can't really afford above-the-line advertising. In other words, advertising on radio and then TV and newspapers, etc. and so forth. So you're a one-man walking advertising beacon mm-hmm. when you're an entrepreneur. And if you can get your pitch right, you can train your staff in your organization and you can turn it into a 10, 20, 30, 40, 50-man pitching organization. So here's the thing, Bruce. If you're pitching face-to-face, are you speaking to one person? Are you speaking to many? Is there a crowd around you? First thing to consider, if you're pitching on social media, because tweeting and Facebooking and LinkedIn and all the rest of it is equally the same. Yeah. And then finally, if you're pitching on, for example, radio, who are you speaking to and what are the circumstances? So you need to look at the medium that you're using. The next thing is a pitch needs to have really three components to it to make it interesting and useful. It needs to be educational, it needs to be informative, and it needs to have an entertaining aspect to it. Otherwise, if it's too dry, well, it's just simply too dry. It can be serious. A serious can be entertaining. Oh, and it can be very serious. And but, it must be serious. But it doesn't have to be boring. Absolutely right. Okay. So the five elements, the five elements of every pitch that we need to have is, the first thing, you need to talk about who is your customer. The problem they've got is next and the solution you offer. So think of it this way. If you as a small business owner are trying to be everything to everyone, it's very hard to define who your customer is and therefore what the problem is and therefore what the real solution is. Along with those three, you need to be able to quantify the problem because if you can't quantify it, then is it anecdotal? Does it have any real gravitas behind it? And the final thing, which is often the most difficult thing, You need to talk about the emotive outcome. In other words, if the problem gets solved, how would that customer feel? Mm -hmm. Or if it doesn't get solved, how will that customer feel? So those are the five elements, and they speak straight through to your business strategy. Okay. So last piece. We all have more or less two kinds of lives. We have a business life and we have a… I was going to say, what is your name? (laughs) Jekyll or Hyde, okay? (laughs) Jekyll or Hyde life. In the business life, we meet with customers, we meet with suppliers, funders, colleagues, Mm -hmm. and from time to time, government. The pitch that you provide to each of them obviously needs to be different because they're all coming from different places and spaces. All right. So, for example, if you look at a customer, that's surely about solving problems. If you look at a supplier, that's surely about convincing them to invest in supplying you ongoingly because there's a good market opportunity Mm -hmm. for them through you. If you look at a funder, 
surely it's always about risk because that's the only thing that they measure. Yep. If you look at colleagues, surely it's about collaboration. Maybe we can do something together. Yep. Maybe there are opportunities here where you can be useful or I could be useful. So, so you want to have these sort of preordained pitches in your head and sort of turn them on and off depending on the audience. Well, you've got to have those, those five elements mm-hmm. remain fairly consistent. But the way you tilt the pitch is going to change. And, you know, there was a wonderful play written by Robert Bolt. It was called A Man for All Seasons. And it spoke about Sir Thomas Moore, who was the Chancellor of England in the 16th century. And he came to odds, as did everybody, mm-hmm. with King Henry VIII about the divorce of his wife with Catherine of Catherine Ar- of Aragon, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And he was he – was, He was right, by the way. He was right. Henry cheated he, and lied. Yeah. Look, he had a we bit of an unfortunate end. <laughs> I, I imagine. Thomas, Thomas <laughs> Moore did, yes. He lost yeah. his head, didn't he? Yeah. Well, hopefully we need, we need a couple of Thomas Moores here in South Africa, yeah. I think, right now at this point in time. Um, and nonetheless, he was revered as, a, as a, a man, because he was a man at that time. He was revered as a man who held true to his principles, to his conscience. But in the way he communicated to everything from the pauper to royalty, he orientated the language in a way that was accessible to them and empathetic to them and it recognized where they came from. And that gave him the term, a man for all seasons. And as an entrepreneur, you need to be a woman for all a seasons. A person for all seasons. Person okay, for all seasons. it's all quite higher grade. Um, give me a practical example then. Who gave you the very best pitch of, of, of Business Accelerator? Out of all the pitches that we looked at. Yeah. If I had to think about it, there was a very good pitch that was done on Wednesday mm-hmm. uh, from John Berman, a company called Lift and Shift Equipment. He thought through the opportunity very carefully. He asked me on a number of occasions, what makes up the audience of Talk Radio 702? What do these people look like? What are their issues? What are their orientations? He asked me, how long would he have? So he prepared 100% effectively for it. And in that process, and in the morning show, as you well know, the time pressures are remarkable. Yep. He had to get out a very eloquent but not rushed pitch to the audience, which succeeded fantastically well, and he's drawn funding to his business as a result. You need to utilize every single opportunity available to you to punt your business. And depending on the market that you are punting to, you will pitch that business in a particular way. You will. And, and you know, there are a couple of things. Certain pitches will have a hunting feel to them. So, for example, if you're going in for a hard sell, the, the, the language of the pitch, the orientation of the pitch is going to be fairly upfront. It's going to be, it might be considered to be a little bit confrontational. So, hunting pitches are tough pitches, Bruce. You struggle with hunting pitches. They're best used in the so-called elevator pitch where you have maybe two minutes to speak to a person with opportunities that you require Typically, a funder, you've got to get your message across bluntly, blatantly, and right to the point. And how do you balance the aggression with coming across as desperate? Well, I suppose you're just very, very blunt and very, very upfront. Hi, you're Pablo Fatidis. You're the CEO of Pablo's Bank. I need some money, and let me tell you why. Boom. Yeah, literally. Yeah. I know that I only have a minute of your time, so I'm not going to take it up with anything else. This is the opportunity. If it works for you, how do I make contact? Mm. As opposed to 90% of all other pitches, which should be 
farming pitches, in the way that you plant a seed, you fertilize the soil. It's about investing in a relationship. That pitch should open up a conversation more than anything else. Okay. So a pitch is a conversation starter. But in order to start a conversation, you've got to give me something worthwhile. Because if you lose my interest in the first 30 seconds, I'm not going to ask the follow-up question you require to give me the second pitch. Hmm. Exactly. So when you go to, let's say you meet a government official. One of the important things, hopefully, that government's in, concerned about is development of the broader economy. And when you pitch something to government, it's, it's well and good saying, buy these pens from me because my price is best. Price matters, but it's not the key driver behind every procurement aspect in government. If you turn around and say, you should buy these pens from me because the price is good and I use people in a disadvantaged community to manufacture the packaging. You really should buy these fantastic pens from me. They last three times longer than XYZ brand. Um, there's a really good social upliftment project involved with this. The packaging comes from rural outer uh, KwaZulu-Natal. Um, and you know what? The price is going to make you weak at the knees. Bruce, you've, well, got, I need a, to get you've got a hidden career. I need to go and sell pens. You need to go and sell pens. <laughs> to government officials. I would have bought that. Yeah, but it, but it is about, about organising your thoughts in a way that will tantalise the market. Completely. So I've got something you need at a price that you will like, and there's a social element to it. You can tick every single box with the pen <laughs> that I sell you. And by the way, um, my, my name and address, my, my name and phone number is on the pen. Um, try it out for a week and give me a call. Boom, you know, um, and, and let's see if you like it. Exactly right. I'll give you three because most people lose free pens. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. So a pitch, if, if, if you don't know who you're talking to, it's really hard to pitch. Yeah. And if you're out there and you're properly prepared, you're going to have a good sense of who you're talking to. So, for example, if you go into a trade industry show, you know that you're going to be speaking either to a competitor or a colleague or perhaps customers who are looking for competitors of yours. Uh, Shaz in Durbanville, you sell tea, sea by the seaside. You want to improve your pitch very quickly, Shaz. We're short of time. Uh, but just give us some okay. context. Okay, thank you. Um, I've uh, At the beginning of this year, I import the premium brand of tea from the UK. And um, obviously, with my own resources, uh, coming from a marketing background, uh, I've basically taken the product directly to the consumer um, and utilized both Twitter and Facebook to... Um, create a following. Okay, now I um, love tea, Shaz. I, I, I love coffee, <laughs> I love tea. You've got 30 seconds to pitch your tea to me and then Pablo will tear it apart. Okay. Your 30 seconds um, start now. Okay. Tea Pigs is a, a beautiful brand of tea with 28 different flavors from black to green um, to herbal infusions and it obviously we've decided not to go big. We've decided to um, create a brand that is actually all about quality um, so we've kept the range small, and so all you have is a beautiful, beautiful, um, well-infused tea in a beautiful tea temple um, that has taken Cape Town by storm. There we go. Tea temple. What's a tea temple? A tea temple is basically a, a cornstarch. It's not a bag. It's a temple because it is created so that the leaves can actually unfold um, in its own time, and it's not dusty at all. It's the real tea leaves. Okay, and, and, the, and the brand is Tea Pegs, I'm sorry, is that right? 
Yes, it's tea pigs. It's actually okay. just the, the brand itself is all about being greedy for tea. Lovely. So you definitely will be a tea pig if you love tea. Thank you. <laughs> so tea pigs. Sorry, tea pigs like that. Yes. Oh, yes. got you. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was pigs. So did I. It's a very catchy name. It's all about being greedy. Uh, uh, that's fine as long as the phone line's good enough. Shaz, thanks so much. Tea pigs. Now we know the name. Um, do we buy tea pigs? Um, no. Why not? Because we don't know where to buy it from. Oh. She had created all this imagery, and I was already drinking the tea, Bruce. Oh, no, I'm, 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 but I have no idea where to get it, and I have no idea whether I'm going to be paying 100% premium or 10% premium. But that was a direct sell. Yes. So what, how could she improve it? She could improve it by saying, I import, uh, firstly, who do I serve? What is a tea lover? Who's the customer? Mm-hmm. What is the problem that they get? Often they get tea that's very mediocre. Here is the solution. Here's where you can get it. And after drinking this tea, life will never be the same. That idea of the emotion needs to come through. She caught the emotion without a doubt. I, I, I was told it was lovely five times. Yeah. But I still don't know where to get it. Mm, and I love the idea of looking at that thing infusing and the leaves unfolding. Yes. So she created lots of story. There. Lovely imagery. But without distribution, how do we know? Where do you buy it? If you want it, where do you buy it right now? There we go. Pablo Fatidis, thank you very much. Uh,